Welcome to the Careers, Employability and Skills podcast from Queen's University Belfast. This episode was recorded during an employer panel with guest speakers from PwC, City, Deloitte and First Derivatives. Leading the discussion is Claudine Sutherland of Queen's Careers with the theme, Anyone Can Conquer the Commercial World. So, good afternoon everybody and you're very welcome today to this employer-led webinar session. I'm delighted to be joined by four panellists from leading organisations in Northern Ireland who are all recruiting a broad range of students from different disciplines and they're going to offer you valuable insights around themselves as leaders, their organisations, its recruitment plans and the skills they're looking for. So, huge welcome to Stephanie Gardy from PwC, Carly McGlynn from City, Karen Butler from Deloitte and Jordan Hendricks from First Derivatives. So thank you for giving up your time this afternoon. <coughs> Before I hand over to our employers to speak, I'm going to highlight four objectives that you might want to think about as our panelists speak and as we move into the Q&A session. So first of all, what you might want to think about you could get out of this session is to better understand some of the wide range of opportunities available to graduates from a wide range of disciplines to better understanding of the skills and behaviours that our employers are looking for in graduates and future leaders and why. And also have some time to consider your own skills and how you can now start to tangibly develop them. And we would also advise you to take a little bit of time after the session to plan your next steps, even in a small way, but some things that you can start to do now as a student to develop your skills and think more about your future career. So I've asked each of our four panellists to talk for seven or eight minutes each around their organisation and their recruitment plans, um, a little bit about themselves as well as a leader within that organisation. And as I said, some of the skills that they're looking for moving forward for grads. So first up is Stephanie Gowdy, who's a senior manager with PwC Operate. Um, and Steph, I know now, as I said, you're going to spend seven or eight minutes running through a, a short presentation about yourself and about the PwC. Thank you, Claudine. Um, as, and hopefully it's not a seven or eight minute presentation. Hopefully I'll be able to chat to you all through it. Um, so as Claudine said, my name is Stephanie Gowdy. Um, I am a senior manager within PwC. Um, for anybody who isn't familiar with PwC, um, we were previously called PricewaterhouseCoopers, but that is a bit of a mouthful. So we changed our brand to become a condensed version PwC. Um, we are based currently just beside the waterfront hall, um, and we actually are in the midst of building a new office right in the city centre. Um, we are a professional services firm. We are a global brand um, and our role is to provide a number of businesses and clients professional advice. So we don't sell a product. We essentially sell our people's areas of expertise. And I say that can be anything from acquisition, mergers. It could be audit advice, tax advice. Um, and we also provide a lot of technology advice to our clients. Um, we have about 2,200 staff based in Belfast, um, so we have seen substantial growth over the last couple of years. Um, just to give you a bit of info about me, um, so this is what my career has looked like. Um, I first came in contact with PwC when I was at uni. Um, I studied business studies at University of Ulster. 
um, and I had the opportunity to take 11 months out and I worked within the PwC human resources team. Um, when I graduated, I then went back to PwC and continued doing a similar job um, and began to work within our student recruitment team. Um, I had the opportunity whilst I was there to start doing some additional qualifications. So for anybody studying business, it's as broad as anything. Um, and I suppose with the experience that I had during placement and when I joined the firm, I was able to get a bit, a bit more insight into the type of work that I wanted to do. And I actually went back to uni on a part-time basis, funded by the firm, and went to Queen's to study a master's in personnel management, which granted me access to a professional institute, um, the Chartered Institute of Personnel and Development. Um, undertaking that qualification plus having a couple of years experience meant that I could move into a different role and I took on a national role looking after any student within PwC who was studying towards a professional qualification. I really enjoyed that role because it got me out of Belfast. I was able to do a bit of travel. I spent maybe three, four days a week in London and traveling around some of our other regional offices. Um, and doing that role, I was also promoted to manager. Um, I then applied for an internal role just through some restructuring um, and I became the student recruitment manager and shortly after getting that role um, I decided to go off maternity leave and there's a little picture of my two boys so I've had two years out of my 13 years at PwC with my little boys Seth and Toby here six and seven. Um, returning from maternity leave after my second year out, I then um, was promoted to head of student recruitment for PwC in Northern Ireland. But with that, gave me a role within the national leadership team. So um, there was five senior managers responsible for driving student recruitment priorities across the UK. And again, that was a really good opportunity for me to look beyond Belfast and understand what was happening across lots of different regions. Um, and then in November, I was getting itchy feet. Um, I knew my job inside out and I actually was approached by our operate business within PwC to go across and lead on staff engagement. Um, and in January, I moved across to this operate business that you might have heard about um, in certainly some of our external social media. Um, it's a big part of our business that does anything from fin crime and money laundering right through to business operations um, and customer management amongst many things. My job currently is to look at how we create high performing individuals. So what opportunity do we give our staff to grow and develop and give them opportunities and ensure that their everyday interactions keep them engaged? Um, when I came across in January, I thought that would be not an easy role, but I certainly knew the direction of travel and the things that we needed to work on. And then we went into lockdown and we all worked from home. We were all working virtually and a big part of my role became focused on how do we make sure our staff remain connected? How do they remain focused and work towards what our clients need? But also being really mindful of our well-being. And that's a big part of my role at the minute is looking at what will the next six months, um, according to Boris, and beyond look like for both our people and our clients and ensure that we have an engaged workforce. So look, that's a very brief snippet of me and what I've been doing. Um, from a recruitment perspective, 
What I love about PwC is it doesn't matter what degree you've studied. Um, we are very much a skills business and we absolutely need those skills to drive a lot of our business. So if you do have a look on our website, you'll see that yes, a degree may be a requirement for the majority of our roles, but that is only one little tick box in the types of people that we want to recruit. So we really need individuals who have skills, which you all will have, um, and can develop over your next couple of years at university. Another big part of PwC is trying to give you insight to what your career could look like as early on as possible. So we work with students from year 10 onwards, so we want to help you decide what GCSEs you might want to select relating to your career, what A-levels might be beneficial, and ultimately then as soon as you start university that we can start giving you some work experience so you can start develop, developing and building on those skills um, and ultimately secure a graduate role at the end of that. So you'll see from the slide that's on the screen, I appreciate it's a little bit wordy, so I'll give you a very brief overview. But really from first year, you can engage in our Talent Academy, which is a two-day event. We've got internships that run from one to eight weeks. We have women in business or women in tech events that drive some of our tech roles whenever you graduate. And then we have the longer placements that um, I certainly took part in, which is 11 months. Um, and all of those roles can lead to a graduate job. So off the back of going to Talent Academy or an internship in first year, you could be sitting with your graduate role um, and not have to worry about that whenever you come out the end of a three or four year degree. So it's really, really important that you do lift your head from your academic study and you do have a little think about what you want to do and where you want to go and be really open minded about that. We have people sitting in our financial crime team with an English literature degree and they are key individuals because the analytical skills that they bring is really, really important to the data and the reports that they're constantly reading. We have geography, maths. We have such an array of individuals coming through our business. Um, for a while, law graduates were extremely attractive to some of the work and the clients that we were working with. So it's really important that you actually delve into the type of work an employer gets involved in and then see how your skill sets and interests can lend itself to those roles. So on that then, what are all these skills that I'm talking about? Um, so as I say, the biggest um, part of this is looking at who you are and being able to lead yourself and others. We want to create an environment that when you join us as a work experience student or as a graduate that you bring yourself to work and that you are empowered to do that work. So we, we really do look for whole leadership. So can you lead yourself? Can you lead others? So when we talk about that, you don't need to have gone out and led a massive project or undertaken a huge assignment. It's simple things like what, what's your role within a sports team? What's your role being within university projects? Have you been part of a student union? All of those are really good examples where you have led yourself and or others. Business acumen is another skill that we look for, which is all around your analytical thinking. And all of you will have been privy to this as you start to work through your assignments and you start to work through projects. So really, again, think about the types of stuff that you've already been involved in that demonstrates that you can methodically work through something. 
Technical and digital is becoming a big skill. And for a lot of you, this probably rolls off the tongue, but we are very much now a tech-enabled business, if not now more than ever, as we've all transitioned to a fully working from home workforce where technology has enabled us to continue to remain productive. So it's how you engage productively in the digital world. Um, and PwC put a huge investment into upskilling our staff and reskilling our staff in this digital world. Um, global and being inclusive is another big skill that we look for and this is very much around your networks you know working with different individuals either culturally but also different personality traits we all know we've been working in teams where there's always been an individual that has potentially been very different and worked very differently from how you might have worked and it's being understanding of how those personalities and those different traits can work together result in a positive output and then the final skill is relationships so how do you communicate how do you interact with others and we all have experience of that so when you look at these skills because they're in business terminology don't be put off by them and um, the biggest takeaway that I just want to give you all today is be open-minded to what opportunities exist and you're going to hear loads in the next few presentations Northern Ireland is booming and there's so much opportunity for all of you but secondly, think about all the skills that you have already and make sure you're translating that into what employers are looking for. So listen, thank you very much for listening. Um, and I'm going to hand over to the next speaker. Thank you very much, Steph. And guys, hold your thoughts there. I know that you will probably have lots of questions and lots to discuss there. Um, and I think the idea of being open-minded to opportunities is, is a really useful and positive way to, to end. So thanks, Steph. Um, our next presentation is Carla McGlynn, who's the Technology Director from City. So over to you, Carla. Thanks, Claudine. Uh, and thanks to everybody for dialing in today. Um, so as Claudine says, my name is Carla McGlynn and I'm a Director within Technology within City Belfast. So I'm going to talk a little bit today about my background and then I'll tell you a little bit about City um, and what we're looking for and have to offer for graduates. So I started off, I was born in County Monaghan and I went to school down in the Republic of Ireland. And when I did my leave insert, um, I decided that I really wanted to do a degree in science. And I was really interested in a biological sciences degree that was available in Korean. So um, I took a hop over the border and did my degree in biological sciences, specializing in biotechnology in Korean. And when I come out of university at that time, having done a year in um, Ohio in America um, as part of my placement, and that, that year was focused very much on business and skills that I hadn't studied in my degree. And when I come out and there was no um, real jobs within biotechnology at that time, and then I got a taste for business and accounting and IT, Someone had suggested to me, you know, would you ever think about doing a conversion course in IT, which I hadn't thought about until that point. So I graduated in the June, like um, most of you folks will as well, and started a master's in computers and information systems in Jordanstown the following November. And within about four weeks, um, I was at a career fair and a number of companies um, were there and Liberty IT was the first stand that I came to and I started talking to someone who um, I had a really good chat with and I decided I'm going to apply. 
at that stage, um, I was applying for a software developer job. I hadn't even written a line of code, but there was something that really intrigued me about the company and I thought I'll give it a shot. So I applied um, and I found out in the December that I'd been accepted um, into Liberty IT, pending that I complete my master's the following August. So I started my career there as a software developer and I, I did that in Java for about three years. And throughout that time, and this is one of the things I would I really love about technology, um, and I'll talk a little bit about this with City as well. But throughout that time, I realized there's so many other careers within technology, which for me at the time, I thought, you know, I'm going to be doing development or coding um, for the rest of my life. What I was really attracted to within that role was the fact that I got to experience being a business analyst, being a PM. So I took the opportunity then after three years to go into a business analyst role. And I worked in Liberty for about eight years, predominantly for the rest of that time as a business analyst. And then 12 years ago, um, this year, I moved to City. And I'll tell you a little bit about City and my career journey. So City, um, based in Belfast, we have four buildings. Um, the, the most prominent one you may have seen down in the Titanic quarter. Um, and it's a global financial services company. But what's really... A, unique about um, City is that we have four buildings, nearly 3,000 staff, and we have 21 functions. So I'm a, direc a director within technology, but we have functions in human resources, in legal, in compliance, in operations, any number of functions that make up um, the, the company um, that we have. Why that has been so attractive to me and why I stayed was because during the 12 years that I've been there, I moved from a business analyst into a project management role. I moved from project management into a technical lead role. I then tried out different opportunities. So I've never had to leave City to try and experiment and, and progress my career. So I started off as an AVP in City and, and 12 years later, I'm a director within technology. I'm also responsible for a site of over 250 people um, within technology. And um, for me, that has been the attraction. The fact that I could try out different job roles, that I could move within the company and I could find out what the skills were that I had and what I enjoyed and make the best use of those. Um, so what else can I tell you about City? I guess one of the key things, we have uh, numerous amount of networks that we're involved in. And um, most of you may know that tomorrow marks Global um, Diversity Awareness Month. And it's something we're really proud of at City. With nearly 3,000 people, we have so many different multicultural networks. Um, I'm particularly focused on um, attracting more females into technology. So as you can see on the slide there, we run a number of programs um, outside of the Grad Academy that are specifically focused on encouraging more females into technology. So I'll, I'll touch on the first one, City Spire. So it's a program I launched about five years ago now, and it's specifically for first year females um, within any STEM um, related degree. It's a mentoring program. And if you're a first year and you apply to the program where applications are now open and we can share details after that, you will be aligned for six months to a female mentor within City. So someone like me and we've got 30 mentors um, that you could be aligned with any one of them. You can spend time you know, asking them questions about what their career journey was like, what's it like to work in City, what's it like to work within technology within any company, because we've all got reams of experience. Um, and we invite you into three tailored workshops. Um, one is about 
um, making the first impression or impact influence and personal brand, because that's something we really do look for in a graduate. As Stephanie says, you will have an abundance of skills. You all come from different backgrounds. So it's how are you going to stand out from the crowd when you come into any of the opportunities you have within the companies in, in Northern Ireland? We have a workshop on presenting with confidence and another one on taking the lead um, on a project. So look out for information on that on the web and we, we can share anything that you need to know about after um, this event as well. Another one that's coming up on the, the um, 5th of November is an event called Tea with Technology. And it's an afternoon where we invite you in to hear from females across the organization who've had different roles, um, different backgrounds, technology and otherwise, and they tell you about all their different career paths. So um, whether it's from music to coding or other, you find out you know, all the different success stories, the challenges people have, the advice that they can give you um, as you progress your career journey. So another one that's open to all of you folks on the call. So look out for information on that. So what makes a good graduate or placement? Um, so our Graduate Academy um, applications are now open and, and I know um, our recruiter can share details with you um, afterwards. They're open until November. So what I would say is just very much echoing what Stephanie had said, you know, you are going to have so many opportunities. We look out when we're doing interviews and group assessments to check for a couple of things. You know, one, we're assuming if you get to this stage, you've got the, the skills, but we want to see who's interested. So who's done their homework on City and can tell us something about the company? Um, because it really is um, about showing you've got a passion for the industry, um, that you've done your homework in the uh, on the company and you know that you're proactive to go and check that, that you come to events like this and you pick up tips from all the wonderful panelists and that you can share them to say that you've been interested. And as well as that, you know, when you think about group exercises and things we do, we look for collaboration and how you work as a partner. City is really strong on the leadership standards that it holds, and we've got six key leadership standards, and one of those is working as a partner. So, yes, you can work as an individual, and we like to see you progress your career forward, but how do you work with others? How do you bring others along? And like me, as you progress your career journey, it becomes less about you and more about the, the staff that you bring along with you um, on that journey. So that's some of the, the key things that we look out for. As I mentioned, the graduate programme is now open. Applications are opened until the 15th of November, and that's across operations and technology. Um, we have numerous events that are coming up, not just Cities Bar and Technology, that look out, you can look out for on LinkedIn. Our recruiter, Jared Carney, will be sharing lots of information on that. And we're more than happy to like put you in touch with people in the company, you know, other than me as well, that can give you some advice and tips on what to look out for, no matter what company um, you're applying for. So thank you for taking the time. I'm looking forward to some questions and Claudine, I'll pass back to you. Brilliant, thank you very much, Carla. And we're gonna move on now to our third speaker and that's Karen Butler from Deloitte, over to you. So hi everyone, um, thank you very much for joining today's webinar and um, I hope you're getting a lot of information out of it about the opportunities that are available right across Belfast. Um, so as, as the slide says, I am a director within our consulting business um, and I'm also head of talent for Deloitte Belfast. So I, I really have 
dual roles within the firm. I, I guess my day-to-day -day activities are um, a consultant um, working mainly within technology, uh, specifically within enterprise applications. So you may have heard of SAP or, or Oracle or applications like that, and, and that's where I specialize. Um, but I also uh, support our recruitment, our early careers team and our learning and development team as head of talent for Belfast with a particular interest in our graduate recruitment and our school leaver recruitment programs. So to give you a little bit of background um, on me and, and how I, I got to be in a position with Deloitte. So I, I started off, I guess, when I was doing A-levels, not really sure what I wanted to do. Um, didn't didn't know which degree or what path I wanted to go down. Um, and my interest really lay in, in history and politics. So when, when it came to uh, deciding what degree course to follow, um, I, I went for a, a history and politics degree at, at Queen's and re really enjoyed that, uh, really enjoyed the three years I had at Queen's, but probably when I got to the end of those three years, still wasn't really sure what, what I wanted to do. Um, and then decided to do a conversion course um, in management information at Queen's. Uh, and that really got me into technology from, from the very onset. So following that, um, I had uh, some jobs with um, a, a local chemist chain where I worked in their technology team and um, was responsible for point of sale systems. Um, I then uh, took a job with uh, an American technology company, um, and that really was my my first um, my first experience with enterprise applications and, and specifically finance applications. And I spent a, a couple of years there. And then the opportunity came uh, to uh, apply for a position with Deloitte. Um, and that was um, almost almost 20 years ago when, when I, I first joined Deloitte um, as part of their technology team. So um, I've had a, a couple of stints with Deloitte. So I stayed initially with them for, for eight years um, and worked as a business analyst, as a, as a project manager. Uh, I, I joined as a consultant. So we have a number of, of different grades. Um, when you join as a graduate, you join in an analyst position and then progress through consultant, senior consultant, manager, senior manager, director. Uh, so I stayed initially from consultant up to manager. Um, and then I left to take a position in industry with a local manufacturing company where I was their IT program manager. Um, and there I was responsible for the uh, implementation of a, a number of applications across their, their ma manufacturing plants in the UK and Ireland. Um, I was with that company for six years. Um, and then uh, the opportunity came back up to go back to Deloitte. So. Deloitte wanted to grow out uh, what we refer to as uh, a nearshore team. And really that was uh, a, a team of um, technical people, a team of business analysts, project managers who would be working in Belfast, supporting uh, our projects across the UK and Europe. Um, but, but in the main, we would be based out of the, the Belfast office. Um, and it was to grow that team uh, specifically around SAP and Oracle. So. Uh, I took the opportunity to to rejoin at that stage, um, and that was just over six years ago. Um, and we have gone through um, pretty significant growth over those six years. So, so when I joined, um, we had about uh, just over a hundred people sitting in consulting in Belfast. Um, we are now sitting with a headcount of over a thousand people. Um, we have currently have uh, three offices across Belfast. 
uh, and we are in the process of building a new op a new office in Bedford Street, just opposite the Ulster Hall. Um, so basically, um, we were able to, to grow out that, that Belfast practice. Um, the team that I work in specifically has grown from one, maybe in the, the first joiner into that team, to uh, over 60 people now, and we are continuing to expand. Um, when I returned to Deloitte for the second time, I had the opportunity then to also take on the, the head of talent role, and, and that was something that was really, uh, I was really keen to get involved in um, and, and wanted to, to grow out the opportunities that were available to people in Northern Ireland and to be able to work uh, in, in companies such as Deloitte and, and the companies you're, you're hearing about today. Um, we implemented uh, a, a couple of different recruitment campaigns. So one was aimed at our school leavers, so A-levels, and another one was aimed at our graduates. Uh, and I'll talk about that in a little bit more detail. Um, and we are continuing to grow and, and build on those campaigns. Um, so if I move on to the, the types of opportunities that we have available, um, so very similar to PwC uh, to City in the fact that um, our, our people are the most important. So it, it's um, it, it's our people that we sell around to our business um, and they're there to offer advice to clients across a number of different areas. And I, I've just listed some of them here. Um, I sit within technology, um, but we also obviously have a, a strong accounting business. We have a tax practice. Um, we have a legal and real estate business. Um, we have um, um, employees uh, who deal in, in cybersecurity. So uh, there are a wealth of opportunities when you, when you come into Deloitte. And uh, you may come in as a graduate and I'm not sure what area you want to specialize in. And, and one of the good things um, about Deloitte is that you're able to move uh, between the different areas. Um, so you could start out in technology, but you know, move into a human capital business if that's where you wanted to develop your skills. Um, so in, in terms of the, the opportunities we have at graduate level, so we have uh, a number of summer vacation and industrial placement, um, and those are live at the minute um, across our, our audit tax and uh, risk advisory cyber business. Uh, our consulting business will be going live very soon um, and you'll be able to apply to those. And then we have our graduate program. So as, as I mentioned, um, we have two arms to our graduate recruitment. So one is um, traditional recruitment, which would, uh, graduates would be taken on in September and they go through a, a, a two year training program um, where they they get both um, professional qualifications and experience with uh, working on clients. Um, and then we also have um, an academy program. Um, and basically our, our academy program was really brought about to support our growth initiative in Belfast. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, so we had a number of different areas that uh, we needed to develop skills in and we needed to develop skills in very quickly. And um, those skills wouldn't have been in the marketplace initially in Belfast. So we worked in conjunction with uh, local college and local government departments and designed um, academies where we could upskill graduates uh, very quickly in specific skills areas. And I've listed some of the academy programs that we have uh, run in the past down the side um, and, and they're ever evolving and ever, cha ever changing. 
Um, the reason why um, we did this as well is it gives us, us the flexibility to run these at any time of the year. So they're not always a September intake. We, we basically can stand up an academy at any time of the year and bring uh, graduates in um, whenever the, the business requires them. In terms of the degrees that we are looking for, both from an academy point of view and under traditional graduate entry, um, again, we we don't really mind what the degree is. Um, we we know that you have got your academic skills. It, it doesn't matter if you are a technology graduate or an accounting graduate or a history graduate, same as myself. Um, we take in um, any any degree. Um, either a 2-2 for our academy program or 2-1 for our, our normal graduate entry. And we will provide the specific training that is required in order to, to uh, go into the area of the business that, that you want to go into. Um, and, and that means that, that we can be quite flexible in, in um, our application process and open that up to as, as many people as we want to. So. I mean, if you're listening to this and you're an accounting graduate or a history graduate and you're thinking uh, maybe Deloitte wouldn't have a career that would suit me, um, that's not the case at all. Uh, our positions are open to um, any discipline and we provide that training uh, to, to give you the skills needed in, in order to uh, yeah, establish yourself with, with clients. Um, and I suppose, finally, I, I wanted to highlight what we look for. So. Um, as some of our previous presenters had said, um, we will obviously have a, a number of graduates who will apply for roles uh, within the organisation. Um, there'll be a criteria that you have to meet in terms of the, the classification of your degree, but but we want um, we, we are looking for specific skills in order to, to differentiate you and to make sure that that you stand out. And, and I've highlighted some of the skills here, and and we view these as you, you know what are the skills needed in the future. So. A lot of these activities you will do throughout your, you know, your coursework and your project work at university, but also a, a lot of things that you do in your personal life. Um, you know, if you're if you're um, members of a, a sports club, if you volunteer, um, a lot of activities and skills that you develop outside of university can be really applicable to career at Deloitte as well. And through our interview process and our assessment process, it's these type of skills that we are really looking for. Um, and those are the types of things that, that we hone in. And we, we know you've got the degree, you know, we know you've got the, the, re the requirement to come in, but it's these types of skills that are really needed whenever you are working with a client and whenever you're providing advice to that client um, and, and really getting to the bottom of, you know, what problems the clients have and, and how we are able to help them as a firm and, and to solve their problems and give them the answers they need to. Um, so that's, that really wraps it up for me. As I said, um, our positions around uh, industrial placement, summer vacation, um, and grad positions are opening, and there'll be more opening soon. So thank you, and I'll hand back to Claudine. Lovely, thanks, Karen. And um, we can talk about some of the, the mechanisms towards the end that students can avail of to ensure that um, you're aware of these opportunities um, as and when they come up. So don't worry if you're not remembering all that detail just now. It's the headline information that, that, that is really, really important. So thank you very much, Karen. And we'll move on to um, our final, last but not least, panellist, and that's Jordan Hendricks from First Derivatives. So hello. Oh, hi, everybody. And um, thank you so much for, for joining today. 
Um, I guess my kind of talk will, will be maybe a, a little bit different. Obviously, you've heard a lot of really great opportunities, but I wanted to focus a little bit more on um, a little bit more on the resilience and kind of what you can do in terms of preparing for going into interviews and going into different jobs and things like that. So um, I guess to kick off, I'll tell you a little bit more about um, first derivatives and, and kind of what we do um, at the moment. I know when you hear first derivatives, I think most people just automatically assume finance, um, which is a, a large part of what, what we do. But I guess to give you some some context um, to, to all sides of our business. So um, I guess first and foremost, we are primarily a capital markets consultancy. So we bring a lot of people into the business from a variety of backgrounds. They would go through a, a two-year training program and then you would work with our clients, um, typically wherever they are. So um, essentially what, what happens on our graduate program, it's called the options program. Um, there's four um, different streams you can be on. Um, so it's financial engineering, training technology, um, software engineering and data science. So on the financial engineering and training technology stream, you're very much focused on, on the finance world. So if that's something that interests you, if you're studying economics or a business degree, um, or really any degree, but you're willing to, to learn about that area, our, our training program is really extensive. So we'll take a lot of different backgrounds for, for those kinds of roles. Uh, and then on the other side is data science and software engineering. So on that side, we we look a lot more on the um, technical background. So mostly like computer science, physics, different kinds of degrees where you're using a bit of coding and languages and stuff like that. So um, that's kind of the, the overall split of most of our, our, our graduate programs. We have a lot of degrees or a lot of programs that would accept um, from any background. So as long as you're willing to learn and upskill, that's kind of the key things that, that we look for in, in our graduate program. But um, just to give you a little bit more background about myself, Eva, I suppose, um, if you can tell from my accent, I'm from the States originally um, and came I did my undergraduate in the States, um, worked there for a while, um, action in really random jobs, really, um, trying to figure out what I wanted to do. After I graduated um, with a degree in, in business management, I ended up doing marketing for a zoo, actually, where I'm from. Um, and following that, I knew I didn't want to do that longer term. Um, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. So I did my MBA at Queens. Um, and then that's kind of where I came into first derivative. So all of my degrees were very much business focused. Um, I never in a million years thought that I would work for a financial technology company um, in any capacity, even in the one I'm currently in. I didn't think that was for me, um, but I was I was really wrong in that regard and, and I'm glad that I, I took the chance. So um, I guess my kind of key bit of advice, and you kind of see it through the themes of, of what I talk about today is just focusing on um, taking the chance, being well open to new ideas, trying new things, and, and you never know where, where that might take you. But um, I guess my first found first derivatives, I actually applied for the Futures program. So Futures is focused on, uh, is open to any degree background of any kind, as long as you're willing to learn um, and upscale and try new things in, in the consultancy field, primarily still within in finance for that one, but also on the tech side, so a bit of FinTech, um, open to any background, um, but it was based here in, in Northern Ireland. So either in our New York office primarily, sometimes positions come up in, in Dublin or Belfast, but the focus is on the island of Ireland versus the rest of our um, options program, options graduate programs, they're all based on, on travel roles. So um, uh, you'd come in, you do your initial training. Uh, at the moment, everything is going virtual. And then following that, you'd go work wherever our clients are. So very early on in your career, you get the opportunity to go work with clients, maybe in New York or London or, We've had people in Australia, Munich, um, Barcelona, pretty much anywhere in the world um, where we have clients, you, ha you have the opportunity to go. So that's kind of the, the key selling point of, of our um, graduate program and, and what a lot of people are excited by. So 
Um, on top of the, the travel aspect, ours was included in it really. Um, our, our graduate program would sort all of that for you. So you are expected to learn a lot. You are taking on a lot and you're learning a lot of new skills early on, but um, you are then afforded the opportunity to go places and we'll sort all of your travel, accommodation, expenses, everything is covered by, by first derivative. So um, it's a really good way. If, if you really want to travel, maybe you're not sure what you want to do yet with your career. Um, it's a really good way to kind of combine both of those things. Obviously, at the moment, COVID dependent is making things a little bit more challenging um, just in terms of making sure everybody's able to do things safely and um, accurately and efficiently and all those kinds of things. But we're, we're overcoming that at the moment um, with a lot of virtual training and inductions and from there kind of traveling on and, and figuring out safe places to travel and all of that stuff as well. But I guess just to touch on some of the images I'm, I've, I've got here. Um, I've got a couple of travel images. I think you can see the, the cityscape down at the bottom there, and then um, also one of our um, one of our other. She originally was on the Explorers program, but is now a, a technical consultant. She comes from a marketing degree in the top left corner. Um, she was traveling in South America as well when she was stationed in, in Mexico City. So um, there's a little, definitely lots of opportunity on, on that side. Um, our that middle photo there is actually our, our September intake. So most things have been done online, but we were able to get in socially distanced not too long ago, a couple weeks ago with our, our recent intake. So there's a lot of different stuff going on and a lot of different social aspects as well. So I really just wanted to touch on um, kind of what you guys can be doing to, to use the lockdown and working from home and studying from home and, and prepare for going into your applying for jobs. And um, so I think that the number one thing you can do at this time is, is optimize your, your CV. So um, I know that comes probably relatively like an obvious um, thing to say, but I think there's a, a lot of room for, for improvement and personalizing each CV for each job you apply for, which can sound like a lot of work. I think a lot of people maybe have one CV and apply to every role with it. Um, but really, if you, if you really want to focus and, and stand out from the crowd, I'd really focus on optimizing your CV for the job that you're applying for and making sure those keywords and phrases and skills that the job spec describes are covered in your, your CV. Um, and, and make sure you're doing your research on the company but also what, what you're looking for and what you want to do so if you know what you want to do that that's that's great um it's a good time to gain knowledge on on the industry follow some industry magazines look on linkedin and find different areas and, and hashtags you can follow all those kinds of things that kind of genuine knowledge comes across really well in an interview when you can actually talk about the industry that you're getting into um but even if you're not sure what you, what you want to do that's totally fine i don't want to know what I want to do longer term with my life, but um, you never know what opportunities can can come up for you. Um, but I think now is a, is a good time to reflect on what you've enjoyed about your degree so far, what you've maybe not enjoyed so much, what kind of jobs take those skill sets um, and kind of add to, to what you might want to do in the future. So I think now is a really good time to use being from home, use the extra time you have at home to really critically think about your own skills and, and what you want to do. Um, also, I think LinkedIn, I'm sure most, most recruiters will agree with me, LinkedIn is huge. That's, it's basically a, a virtual CV for people to, not only for you to apply to, but for people to find you as well. So um, making sure all your key skills are noted there, all the keywords of the job functions you wanna do, what you might be looking for, make sure all of that is really clear in your, your LinkedIn. Um, you can also use um, LinkedIn to find jobs. There's job alerts you can follow. You can get insight on, salaries and all, all kinds of things and, and keep up to date with industry trends. So I would highly recommend getting active on, on LinkedIn. And um, I think I saw a stat at one point that 70% of recruiters look at a candidate's LinkedIn in the hiring process to see how you're presenting yourself, your personal brand, what you might actually be interested in. 
and showing that you're actually interested in the industry that we're in, those kinds of things. So I'd highly recommend really optimizing that as well. Um, also taking some time to build your personal brand, which which feeds a bit into LinkedIn, but how you want to, to portray yourself if you want that to be focused on the consulting side, you should really express on your, your people skills and working in teams, things like that. Um, if you want to be focused on your technical skills more, make sure that comes across in your CV and how you present yourself as well. So I think those kind of go hand in hand, all of those things really, but um, making sure you're you're clear and consistent in, in how you portray yourself um, the professional world. Um, I also think doing some networking, whether that's through LinkedIn or if that's through, there's meetup.com, there's lots of different um, websites where you can meet people um, that are either job hunting or in a particular industry you might be interested in um, and get to know them. I know lots of people also are open to LinkedIn messages, don't feel, um, I mean, the worst thing that can happen is that people don't reply or, or aren't up for having a conversation. So I think take the leap, reach out to people um, and do some networking, find, find somebody who is maybe two years into the job that you might want and that can tell you about their experience, what they wish they knew earlier and um, what insight they might be able to give you. So I think that could be really useful in, in preparing for, for uh, the working world, especially in, in the COVID world. Um, and I also think upscaling is, is really important, especially now. I think what employers might be, be looking for um, is, is how you used lockdown, how you use that to your advantage um, and demonstrating that. So there's lots of free classes and courses and things on like LinkedIn Learning and Udemy and Coursera. Um, that, that can really demonstrate that you need to upscale and, and do different things as well. So I'd highly recommend doing those things. Oh, Claudine, I see you there. Yeah, <laughs> just, just if that's okay. So we have some time for the yeah. Q&A. Yeah, those are my last ones here anyway. So just wrapping up here on my, my personal steps. So um, don't be afraid to, to go outside of your comfort zone and try different areas. Like I said, I came from a management background and I came um, into first derivatives into a fintech company, but it's definitely the best decision I ever made. Um, and I moved across the world, different countries, so highly recommend. Um, never stop learning. Try to keep upscaling whatever job you go into. Um, if you can find a coach or a mentor to help guide you along your way in your career search and just as you grow, that could be really helpful. And as much as you can, try to make the journey fun. Do what you enjoy and, and try to find um, what works best for you. Yep, that's pretty much me. Brilliant. Thank you, Jordan. And that's a lovely way to end, actually. It's, you know, have an open mind and, and have fun. Um, thanks to Steph, Carla, Karen and Jordan for those overviews. Yes, and if you'll want to, to turn your cameras on now. Um, certainly what struck me when the, the four of you were speaking was the similarity um, of some of the key messages that were coming across, despite the fact that you come from different backgrounds, do different roles and obviously work in different organisations. And that was very much around, you know, the importance of transferable skills, the importance of having an open mind and, and availing of opportunities and, and grasping them as they come along. So that's some really, really good, um, solid advice. Um, also interesting, I'm sure, for our student audience was around the fact that, you know, Carly, you started off with a biological science degree um, and Karen with a history and politics degree. Um, so it's important now, I guess, for our audience to start to um, really think in a broad way that your path doesn't necessarily be linear. Um, and again, when you open up those opportunities, it, it helps with that. So thank you all very much. I'm going to move into the Q&A session now. There's some questions coming through. It might be that only one person needs to answer one or we can have more. We can um, decide that as we go along. Um, the first question is, are your graduate opportunities open only to current current recent grads? Um, and if not, how long out of education um, can they be? So um, I don't know if someone wants to, to pick that up. So basically your grad roles, do they need to be out of education for a certain length of time while they can still apply? 
as well. And I'm going to pick that up on our, our academy program, definitely. Um, we get a broad range of graduates coming through from that, from, from recent graduates just out of university to people who have gone through a full career and maybe want to retrain in something else. So th there's no age specification in terms of our graduate positions. Um, as long as you have the, the requirements, then you can apply. Okay. Is that standard response then? Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, when applying for grad schemes, can you apply for more than one area or do you need to apply for a particular area initially? Is the next question from Eva. Certainly for PwC, you can only apply for one role at a time. Um, but that's not to say if you change your mind mid-process or we think that there are other opportunities that you might be better suited to, we can certainly transfer applications across. Great, thanks. And that's, you're nodding your head, sir, so I presume that's, that's quite standard. Um, the next question is, there's a way to get email updates when academies open up and when undergraduate rules open up. Um, so yes, just to, to remind then our audience that we do work very, very closely with our employer partners and the recruiters in those teams. Um, so keep checking on the My Future portal. I'm sure you're all registered there because all these opportunities will be up there. Um, they'll also be on the organisation's website um, and we'll also do quite a bit of work across social media and in your careers consultants newsletters that come out every month so that key information um, will be fed to you as and when these information is opened and I know that organisations as well you have some of your own recruitment sessions and, and open days um, and Queen's will feed that information through to you as well. Um, I also another question here saying yeah when do applications open up so yeah We'll, we'll, we'll post that through, as, as we said, and we'll be in good, constant touch with you as, as we move along. Um, I just had more of a general question then or comment for the four of you, and that's, um, it was interesting when we were talking about skills there, that you know there was a real commonality around some of the skills that you're looking for in your, in your teams and in your graduates moving forward. So can I ask each of you, you know, if you were sitting in this position now, so going to apply for organisations or about to grad, graduate, is there one kind of key piece of advice you would give to your younger self um, as you look back that perhaps they could take away? Um, Karen, if it's okay to start with you. Yeah, I, I think it's just making sure that when you go in um, for an interview or discussion with an employer, be able to differentiate yourself because there's a lot of people who apply for jobs and it's being able to stand out from the crowd and, and whether that's bringing in your studies or bringing in your you know your activities that you do in your personal life but but have have something that you can differentiate yourself with yeah um pwc have a booklet that you can get on the website um it's called the employability booklet and it doesn't matter what organization you're going for an interview for or an assessment for it's a really good guide to help you get all of your skills on a page so it basically highlights some of the skills that all of us employers have referenced and then it has some little questions underneath to prompt you to think about types of examples and back to the point that's already being flagged to try and differentiate yourself it's really easy to think of the first example that comes to mind so i know as an interview i've heard multiple times about challenges people have had with university projects etc but on their application form they're head of the rugby team they work in super value and they babysit at the weekends so having a document like that really helps you tease out the type 
of skills and experience that you have and it's a really good and useful resource to try and get it all on a page that will help you then carve out how you go into an interview or an assessment with employers so I wish I had a prep document like that and um, that helped me really gather all my thoughts and examples together before I went into a recruitment process thank you um, and we can get that document off your website and we can we can send it out in an email after this event um, Carla yeah um for me i think i think about this a lot and it kind of links into the program that's specifically for first years called city spire and i wish i had of taken advantage of a mentor um or a coach somebody that i could speak to because i think particularly um as i as you know i changed degree um and went into a different masters i had a bit of anxiety about what your career path should look like um and it wasn't really until i was well established within my job that i realized you know as you say it's only the start of the journey um and the other key thing for me uh, and this is part of the the program is understanding the importance of your personal brand and that first impression because there's going to be so many people coming through the doors of interviews and I guess for us it's just knowing that people realize you know to be there on time to be proactive to let employers know if for any reason you can't be there because that first impression really does make a difference whenever there's so many hundred people coming through the door brilliant thank you and just on that mentor point just to remind everybody that the careers office in Queens does have dedicated careers consultants and you can book an appointment with them on the website and you can get one-to-ones with coaching and advice with them if you're in that position. So that's a, a really good way to start on, on that journey. So thank you. And Jordan? Yeah, I think a lot of my, my advice would be very similar and, and to echo what, what all my other panelists have said as well. Um, I, I guess just for, for me, I kind of wish that I had thought a bit more critically about about kind of my skill set I think everybody has like those key skills that everybody's looking for and like teamwork communication all those things but I think really thinking critically on on examples and, and preparing for all like you know even the standard interview questions but really thinking about how you can apply that and drive those and and what you can do in an organization with those so I think making sure you've you've prepared specific examples that really highlight your your key strengths is, is really important going into the interview process yeah definitely the prep piece Thanks, everybody. Um, I've got a question here from Lucy, who's um, just completed her master's in psychology, and is wondering if you all recruit, and we've sort of talked about this a little bit, but just more specifically, if you recruit um, psychology graduates, um, and in particular into area of occupational psychology in the workplace, maybe through your consulting on Karen? Yeah, I mean, yes, we do. So our, our human capital practice would um, certainly take take those graduates but to be honest any any across our business it, it doesn't matter on what the, the degree is but yes our human capital practice would probably be the most suited right anyone else want to add to that you take psychology graduates we do take psychology graduates but it would, maybe wouldn't be in the same area we would bring them into like maybe our, our data science or still into like our consulting firm but it wouldn't be on the the, the psychology side of things um but there's a lot of i think benefit in having a different background and approaching things at a different angle um yeah. in terms of consulting and working with clients that can be quite useful and, and really helpful yeah using those analytical skills perhaps and, and and social skills in a different way absolutely yeah um, and i have another question coming in here from Fanula and um, said as your companies are all global and um, can you apply for the graduate program both within uk and ireland or are the the, the businesses separated 
you can apply for like I, I guess they're they're different different application processes but what we have had seen in the past is people who've maybe applied to Belfast and then said you know I'd actually really like to go to London and we just liaise with the, the graduate program to see how we can transfer them over but um, I think it's known where you want to go from the beginning makes it an easier path for everyone. Yeah. Anyone else want to add to that? Similar points? Yeah, we're similar. We're separate entities to our Irish firm, so it, it, it is two completely separate application processes. But yes, just, just be mindful. I think there is that researching piece in the first instance to try and understand exactly where you want to be. And honestly, it's much easier to navigate one application process and put all of that effort in to potentially you know, put a lot of eggs in different baskets and maybe, um, you know, not put as much effort in. So it, it, it definitely is worth really trying to decide exactly where you want to be before applying. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Okay, so we've, I think we're basically um, nearly at two o'clock. So we'll leave that at the last question. Um, I know there's lots more quite specific questions coming through, um, but we'll be able to pick them up afterwards. And certainly, you know, you can liaise with the careers office and also we'll be liaising with the companies directly um, to pick some of those more detailed questions up. What today was all about, if you go back kind of to our objectives at the beginning, was to just hear a bit more about these large organisations in Northern Ireland that are interested in a wide range of students um, and to start to think about what skills they want and what you can do to start to develop those. So a huge thanks to our four senior leaders for giving up a bit of your time this afternoon. Um, for the students, as I said, as and when all these opportunities open up and their deadlines come up, they will all be available to you through my future, um, through the company's websites um, and also through social media and the newsletter. So make sure you do check them and make sure you do book in appointments with the careers consultants. Um, but for now, if you could perhaps think of one aha moment, perhaps something that the four ladies had, had mentioned a commonality around this um, idea of grasping opportunities and having an open mind. Um, and perhaps students can think of something that they can tangibly do to move to the way towards that. Um, and for that, then we just say thank you so much um, to the four of you for your time and all the best. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. You've been listening to a podcast from the Careers, Employability and Skills team at Queen's. Music by Ben Sound. To access Career Support at Queen's, please visit our website go.qub.ac.uk forward slash careers or follow at QUB Careers on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter.